You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. How do you start the show without saying Christian McCaffrey? What happened? My man. My love, my darling, that hamstring, god damn it, brutal. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to have to watch the replay, but very disappointing. But welcome in, guys, to another somber episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show with your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, and the Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's up, guys? How's it going? So like I said, McCaffrey, he's out. Like I was driving home, and I got the notification that he was in the medical tent. And then, like, not even five minutes later, there was another notification saying that he's been ruled out with that hamstring injury. Yeah. I mean, I was watching it. It didn't look like much. But, again, when you've got shares, he's your first overall pick. It's just you're feeling like boo-boo. You're feeling like boo-boo right now. Yeah, just hope for the best. You know, you hate to speculate, but when you get ask yourself to go come out of the game, go to the medical tent, and get ruled out pretty quickly, it's not necessarily a good sign. But hopefully they're just being – Precautious. Although, who knows? Maybe it's one of those things where it could just be one of those things where they're just like, you know what? This is a game we're going to win. Let's not re- chance it. Let's just let them rest the rest of the game. Because now they'll have a long break until their next game. You know, now that the 10-day yeah, rest. I mean, maybe. So. It's still it's tough, though. It's only 14-6. to six. It's not like they're kicking their ass. Yeah, and it was yeah. only 7-0 to zero when it happened. They ruled them out right away. Then DJ Morgan limped off the field right now, yeah, too. Yeah, they also lost J.C. Horn, as we were talking about pre-show. Yeah, they're going to be about as good yeah. as the Texans by the time the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about uh, in the in the, the group chat that we have but for the show stuff, Christian McCaffrey, he comes out of the game and it fucks up the entire team, offense and defense. Like, it was just... I mean, I guess when you lose a player of that kind of caliber, it, just, it fucks up all your game plan. Yeah, like, they were shooketh. Exactly. Yeah. Just too bad that that Moore got hurt right now too. He has having a great game. Eight for one twenty six. You're loving that. Yeah. He's, he's my. His. Did it say he limped off? Because I was watching the play. It looked like it could be his ribs or his hip. Maybe. They were on the. I saw. I saw him on the sideline just now, and they were looking at his leg. But it kind of looked like it might have been a cramp. Mm. But it's. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But it just looked like they were kind of massaging. Yeah, you never know. The only thing that I was correct about in this game was a buddy of mine texted me and he was like, hey, should I play Robbie Anderson tonight? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> and so far, it looks like that was the right call. Uh, Robbie. But yeah, so hey, guys, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to break down your NFC matchups tonight and we're going to touch base on some of the news and noise around the league before we get into that. So right off the bat, we already talked about the Christian McCaffrey stuff. So just. As Samuel L. Jackson said, hold on to your butts. That's all you can mm. do. First up, Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, was sidelined at practice today. And Jacob Eason and, where's the other name? Brett Hundley took all the starter reps this week. So it could be very gross in Indianapolis. They're expecting him to not play this week because he has a high ankle right sprain and a sprained left ankle. Just terrible. Mm. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He is going to be a game time decision, but I don't know. I 
Honestly, I, I know we talked about him a little bit yesterday, but I really don't think you can play him. He's a game-time decision. I'd rather just plug in someone that I know is going to play. I don't know if you can risk that. Rome, you're my Beckham guy. What do you think? I'm your Beckham guy. I know that. And I'm still, like, I'm pissed off. I'm just pi- just always pissed off about Odell Beckham as of right now. Because I don't know. I've been li- listening to everything Stefanski has been saying, and it's like, hey, he he should be good to go. Well, okay. All right. I'm going to, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I need to see him out there on Sunday, ready to rock and roll. I don't care how many full practices he gets. It doesn't matter. I, it makes me nervous because I've already been burned by him once this year. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I think just le- on my personal opinion, don't put him in your lineup this week. Just wait. I, I, I wouldn't, like I said, I don't want to risk that. No. I mean, unless you're going to be checking your phone, which I mean, we all do it anyways, but you're checking that phone at 9.55 a.m. Like, is he in? Is he in? Is he in? Is he in? I just, Even I, then, I'd rather just. I'd still want to just give it a week, see how he looks. Like, give it one more week. Yeah. Yeah, one more week, you're probably okay. You know, if you've lost your first two games, it might be a little bit of a harder decision. But one more week, you can still make the playoffs on three losses. So I'd give it a week and then make that decision. That's what I said in yesterday's show, though. I said, you've pivoted the last two weeks anyways. What's one more week without? Uh, Kenny Galladay did not participate much in the portion of Thursday's practice open to the media. So it's actually, I've been reading a lot of stuff today saying that he might be doubtful, but he does have a slight chance to play on Sunday. So I guess, you know, keep an eye on that. Uh, Tyrell Williams, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. He has been placed on injured reserve with a concussion. So Quintus fucking Quintus Cephas, Cephas, Stop trying to make fetch happen. Although Cephas is, he's been kind of good. Yeah, so Cephas I can't, already can't happened. Knock on man. that too much. Yeah, he did. Uh, Trey Sermon was he's he, I'm sorry concussion protocol, but he's on a good path to play Week Three against the Packers. <laughs> he was in a non-contact jersey today, but I don't I don't know. You play Elijah Mitchell, and that's probably the only running back I'm comfortable playing in that backfield right now. I don't want any of them. If he plays. Yeah, exactly. He's a, He's yeah. got injuries also. Mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson did not practice Wednesday, so, you know, there was rumors that he wasn't going to get to play this week, so it looks like it's heading in that direction that he's not going to play this week again. T. Higgins. This one I thought was – it was just worded weird. It said, T. Higgins is on pace to sit for week three. And I, it took. I had to. I had to read that article like three times because I was like, "My," I was like, "Is that a type? Like, am I reading that right?" right? Is it on pace supposed to be a good thing? That's what I thought, and I was like, "On pace to sit." So then I started trying to look up other articles, other tweets, other things, and sure enough, he's on pace to sit for week three against the Steelers. That's so, how you know it's good. Um, you know what? I love Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd in DFS. I think he's going to be a good pickup for DFS. Uh, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson didn't practice on Thursday, so it's looking doubtful. We'll Start pivoting. Don't pick up James, don't pick up James Washington. Uh, Josh Jacobs he came out in a non-contact jersey in Thursday's practice, but his official designation was DNP for did not participate. Pussy too. So yeah, so you know keep an eye on the Friday's practice. Um, if he 
if he's still a, a non-contact, I I don't think he plays this Sunday, and I think it's going to be another week of Kenyon Drake and Peyton Barber. Although this matchup could very well end up have been a Kenyon Drake week, anyways, uh, taking on the Miami Dolphins. But I mean that that's it for news. I I didn't really see much else. I mean we've just been crushed by the Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore news. Although Moore might not be as severe, the Christian McCaffrey is just a humongous kick to the dick. I mean, especially like to see such a talented player come back and dominate the last two weeks to, Ooh, actually I got a fun fact for you guys. Fun NFL. I love fun stats. Let's do this. Okay. Top five league rushing yards after week two. Who do you think is the top five running backs in the NFL right now for rushing yards? Yeah. McCaffrey. It's gotta be up there. He's not in the top five. Really? God damn. Number Joe one Mixon. is. I'll give you number one. Yeah, actually, I'll tell. You, I'll just. I'll give it to you guys. It's gonna take forever. <laughs> Derrick Henry at number one with two forty. Joe Mixon, number two at one ninety six. Lamar Jackson, number three with one ninety three. Best running back. Dalvin Cook yeah. one. Dalvin Cook one ninety two and Nick Chubb one seventy eight. So you know, like I said before, Lamar Jackson's the best running back. In the NFL, it's not really that unpredictable, except for Chris McCaffrey's not there. Yeah. Then actually, here's another fun fact for Lamar Jackson: uh, most hundred-yard rushing games by a quarterback in NFL history. Michael Vick has that. He has ten of those in 143 career games. Uh, Russell Wilson's in third place with four of those in 146 career games. Lamar Jackson has nine, but he's only played in 48 games, so he's about to get shattered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless his legs get shattered. Shh, whoa. Then we'll see. Take it easy. <laughs> hey, we've talked about it before, You have man. no, you low, have no low, shares low of him, injury. though, so I think we're all right. That's. Do you have shares of him? I don't have any shares of him. But you don't. And I do. you're the kryptonite you know, for everybody. I got I to gotta, I gotta stop shitting on Lamar Jackson. No, so don't, because then he'll get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If all of a sudden I start showing him love. All right, so are you boys ready to break down the NFC matchups for a week? Yeah, Fuck one yeah. thing, a newsworthy thing is Dalvin Cook might not play. But it's the last one. I think he's going to play. He's a tough dude. He he misses. all. I don't think he practices during the season at all. He's kind of like Julio Jones in that effect. They did where downgrade I'm, him, though, like on their actual report. So we'll see. All right, well, hey, sub sub note of that then. Check your waivers. Madison shouldn't be available, but he is in some leagues. But if he's if he's available, pick that man up. I don't know why. Oh, I just got an update. DJ Moore is back on the field. I just got an update as well. It looks like J.C. Horn, it's not an Achilles. They say he suffered a broken foot. Not Still not good. I was going to say, that's not, that's not any better. But it's not say, a he's season. He's going to lose this season. Is Willie with a broken foot? Well, he might maybe like eight weeks. With an Achilles. Yeah. Man, these, God, these injuries. And it's so early. <sighs> but, I mean, this happens every year. All right, well, let's take it over to Baltimore. We got the Ravens favored at minus seven and a half. Vegas has the over-under at 50. You're playing Lamar Jackson. We all love Tyson Williams this week. I actually think you can flex out Latavius Murray. Um, I think he'll get involved just because I think 
Actually, I don't know. I could be wrong. I I think this game has some good fantasy implication, but I mean, we'll see. Marquise Brown, I'm so high on Marquise. Jesus Brown Christ, this look week. at you! It it yeah, it grossed me out when I had him that high. I okay, listeners, I have him as my wide receiver twelve. Talk this to week, talk to me. Really talk to me, me through this. I need to know why. It it pained me to do that. The reason why he has, I think, what happened was coming in as a rookie a couple of years ago, he was hurt. You know, and, they, and then last year. He still hasn't gotten over that Liz Frank injury. I think now we're finally getting to see the Hollywood Brown that we thought he was going to be. I mean, he's currently the wide receiver eight in fantasy football right now. He's getting the targets. He's getting the catches. Week one, six for 69 and a touchdown. Week two, six for 113 and a touchdown. I mean, you know, now granted, and Vegas, you know, they pop in here and say that I like Marquise Brown even more now. Because Marquise Brown is a alumni of College of the Canyons. He is? No shit. That's awesome. All right. Shouts out to our hometown. I also have a little thing here that it may be completely off, but there's a lot of superstition that has to go in with numbers. And he switched from 15 to his college number, which was five, where he was really Hollywood Brown when he was at Oklahoma. I feel like this kid... You might be onto something. Ranking him at 12 seems, wow. But hey, I like where your head's at. When when I was when I was doing the, you know, the Detroit defense doesn't scare you, and Baltimore's been getting it done. And like I said, Lamar's looking his way now. And actually, it's really affected Mark Andrews' uh, ceiling, I feel. Um, I still ranked Mark Andrews as my tight end five, but I actually think, honestly, I think I'm high on Mark Andrews. I actually think I should probably lower him in that because it's just, he's not getting the looks now. I mean, he's sitting as the tight end 16 right now. He's getting five targets each game, but it's just, you know, three for 20 and five for 57, not awful games for a tight end. But, you know, when you expect Mark Andrews to be that top four tight end, that's not the production that you're hoping for. So, I mean, I might be a bit high on him, but I just, I don't know. I love Marquise Brown. Like I said, I was shocked when I saw that that's where he ended up in my rankings as a wide receiver one this week, but I love it. Yeah. I think I you see guys that. are the crazy ones. I can see that. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball, Detroit, DeAndre Swift. I think Jamal Williams has some, uh, some flex value. Uh, Rome looks like you agree with me on that. Fish, you're – you're kind of there, but also kind of hesitant on it. But, you know, I think he's going to get involved. Uh, Tyra Williams. Oh, wait, he just got hurt. Quintus Cephas. I'm actually surprisingly the highest one ranked on him. Rome, you're the lowest, and you're the Cephas guy. You love Cephas, and you're the yeah, lowest I'm, on him. Yeah, I'm worried about Goff in, in, I don't know, against Baltimore. Baltimore's a sneaky good defense when it comes to pressure, and I feel like Goff buckles under pressure. So I, I have a hard time with any of these receivers, to be completely honest with you. That's not a check down, which is one of the reasons I have Jamal Williams so high. Yeah, I I think Jamal Williams gets very much involved in this game. That's why I think, like, I have Jamal Williams in a couple of leagues, and I'm I'm having to use him as, like, my RB2 slash flex, and I'm actually okay with it. I I don't – he didn't have the greatest game last week, but I think he kind of got game scripted out of it. Um, Actually, it wasn't even game scripted. They just – they got behind Green Bay and just couldn't recover. Can we bounce back yeah. to Baltimore good. for a second? I, I got a question for you guys. Sure. 
you still not I, I mean probably wouldn't start him this week but Sammy Watkins I mean he's got eight targets seven targets first game he had 96 yards last game he only had 44 but he's playing 82 and 92 percent of the snaps I'm starting to like him more and more so for to answer your question yeah I'm I'm looking into him a little bit I I haven't ranked him yet because I still think it's the Hollywood Brown show but the more and more that fucking guy gets out there, the better it's looking. Yeah, I, I didn't rank him either because I just I don't know where I would feel comfortable playing him. Yes, he is getting the snap shares, and he is getting targets, but they're it, it goes like this: first read option, Hollywood Brown not available. Lamar runs. You know, designated plays for Mark Andrews not open. Hollywood, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson runs. Yeah, I agree. So that's just my concern. I don't think there's enough pass volume. N- not as to a wide receiver three carry, in a three wide receiver league. Yeah, to carry a third wide receiver. Because, I mean, if you look at Lamar's passing attempts, 30 attempts in week one, 26 in week two. But he ran 12 and 16 times. So, I mean, he's still running the ball an awful lot. So I just I don't know if there's enough passing volume there to warrant a third passing option that I'm comfortable playing in that offense. Um, but like I love Hollywood Brown this week, and that's I love Hollywood Brown, and you play Mark. Yeah, Andrews. I agree. It's I was just wondering about because because Watkins is getting targets and he's playing a lot of snaps. I th- I didn't rank him either. I was just wondering where you guys stood on him, kind of moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I I like that he's getting involved, but just you know, Sammy Watkins, his whole career has been that deep threat behind get behind defenders kind of guy. That's now Hollywood Brown's role. So Sammy Watkins is now playing that going across the middle, uh, you know, your out routes and your slants, but Mark Andrews is there too. So I just, I don't yeah. know if and I... Watkins had a couple drops. All right. That's enough bullshitting with him. I was just curious, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, and then TJ Hawkinson, you're, I think dude, Hawkinson's So I, he really, he's my tight end too this week. I, I think he's, God damn! Like I mean, he's so talented and good. It's and 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 to see Goff build that relationship with him already right off the bat. I mean, it's it, it's good to see. So I, I think Hawkinson's fantasy gold this year. Moving on, we got the New York Football Giants heading out to. Oh, I'm sorry, they're hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Vegas has the over under at 48 with the Giants favorite at minus three. I would probably take that i actually think the giants win this game atlanta's not that good of a team they're actually atlanta's bad they're just kind of like the over right too now. yeah i'd probably take the over i, I think there's going to be some points scored because neither defense is particularly good but uh matt ryan you can't really play that man right now i mean despite having calvin ridley and kyle pitts i just i don't know i just it, it's tough it's i mean it, it's funny how fantasy works you can be a bad fantasy quarterback but have a good fantasy wide receiver you know because all it takes like like i mean look at tonight's game right now with the uh the panthers and the and the the texans sam darnold hasn't had that great of a fantasy day but dj moore is killing it so but i just you you can't play matt ryan mike davis he's interesting to me i think he's going to still be involved in the 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 PPR especially PPR I, I think he's a decent flex option out there. Calvin Ridley fire up that man. I think Russell Gage isn't going to play this week. I think he's actually out. So 
but I, I wouldn't play him either way. And then Kyle Pitts by default, he's a top ten tight end, but not a big Atlanta fan this year. On the other side of the ball, God, it hurt me, hurt me so bad. Daniel Jones, he's my quarterback ten this week. I think, I think he's going to be really good this week. Uh, spoiler alert. He's actually going to be my quarterback start of the week in our start of the week episode tomorrow. I just, I, 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 I don't even have words. And knowing how things go, it's it's going to be bad probably. But he's a quarterback five right now. You know, he's running. He's getting rushing touchdowns. He's getting passing touchdowns. Atlanta's a bad defense. But you guys aren't. You guys are still. Both of you guys are shit. I fail to believe. I've got him at fifteen. He's he's sort of up there. But go ahead, fish. I was just gonna say I don't I. I don't trust it because like yes he can have he can have top ten upside he could have, top five upside, but he can also turn the ball over probably seven times in a game if he wanted to. He is proficient when it comes to turning the ball over. That's for sure. I'm starting him over Ryan Tannehill, and it really hurts me. I don't me blame do you. It. It's I'm just gonna, I, a trust thing for me. All I know is this Sunday I'm probably not going to watch much football. <laughs> I'm going to be too nervous. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Pepto-Bismol just sipping on it all fucking night. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Rome, you you got him back up in your top ten. Is it because you think of the plus matchup? Yeah, 100%. They're playing Atlanta. Atlanta is garbage truck juice defense, and I feel like he's going to be – he's going to get back on track. This week. See, my thing is this. I'm still kind of low on Saquon uh, Fish. You and I have about the same in the 15 to 17 range. To me, this is his get-right game. If he doesn't produce in this game, I'm I'm going to be out on Barkley. Yeah. I just – if he doesn't – if know, I'm, I'm fading him until he proves me wrong. He's going to keep dropping down yeah. until he proves me wrong. Like last game, yeah. cool, he had a 41-yard carry, and then he averaged like a yard and a half after that. Like, it's not looking good. He's not getting targets. On fantasy Twitter, a lot of people were defending Barkley going like, oh, but if you take away that 41-yard run. It's like, yeah, he had he averaged 1.3 yards a carry outside of that. I mean, and, and yes, the 41-yard carry was beautiful. It was a great run. You know, took it to the – bounced it to the outside, cut down the sideline, looked great, but that was it. Yeah, and they count for points – but it's not you don't depend you want to depend on that every game and he's only had 3 targets each game like previously when he was getting fantasy he was getting a lot of targets he's just not yeah not well that him. that rookie year when he was the wide receiver or I'm sorry running back one in fantasy he had 91 catches he had 121 targets wide receivers don't even get that many targets yeah and even the year after he had 73 targets so i mean like that's a lot of value that he was getting from receptions that he's just not getting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still kind of fading him until further wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, uh, keep an eye on the injury and practice reports. Now one receiver that I need to talk about, why are you guys so down on Sterling Shepard? I actually love Sterling Shepard this week. I have him in the top 24. I, I think he's an absolute smash start. He's the wide receiver nine right now in fantasy, and they've played good defenses. You know, in Denver week one, he went seven for 113 and a touchdown. Last week against Washington, nine for 94, he didn't get a touchdown, but he's the wide receiver nine right now. He's been targeted 
29 times this year so far. He's got that rapport with Daniel Jones. This is a plus matchup to me. I think Daniel Jones is going to have a great fantasy day. And I think Sterling Sherpa is going to have a great day too. But you guys both have him outside. Of, you know, He's not even a wide receiver three for you guys. That's correct. It's going to be Kenny Galladay. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. I think yeah, I, I, I don't. I feel like he's going to be the guy. He was yelling at. He was yelling at the Vanilla Vic, and I think it's going to scare Daniel Jones straight to just throw the ball to Galladay like Stafford used to do, and it's that's what's going to happen, and it's going to hurt Shepard. Plus, I, I think it's going to be a Barkley game as well. Fair enough. Uh, Evan Ingram might be active for this game. Um, I didn't rank him because I. Didn't think he was going to play. And I hate him. Um, if he did, if he does play, are you guys comfortable playing uh, him? No. I wouldn't want to. I mean, you probably could if you have to, but I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, I'd have to look at my tight end rankings. Um, if he does play, he'd probably be, I'd probably have him in like the 18 to 24 range, realistically. Just, I he hasn't played at all this season. I, I got to see what he looks like. And plus, again, similar to the OBJ thing, you've gone two weeks without. So just go one more week without and just see what happens. Although I think Director Ross is forced to play him in a, in one of our leagues. And I don't know if he's happy. But yeah, he's shaking his head, and I don't know if he's happy about that. But All right, moving on. We got the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Vegas has the over-under at 55.5. Seattle favored at minus two. I would take Seattle minus two. I'd probably take the over. I think a lot of points are getting scored this game because Seattle's offense is absolutely rolling right now, and Minnesota's defense is bad, and their offense is rolling right now. So I I think this is going to be a high-scoring, very fun game. Russell Wilson loved that man. Chris Carson loved that man. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Fish, you got Lockett in your top four. I so, do, absolutely. I mean, I, we all have him as a wide receiver one, but you got him in the top four, man. You're, you're showing a lot of love to Tyler Lockett this Yeah, week. he's got two games over 100 yards. One of them 178. He's got a touchdown in each game. One of them has got two. I know that he's kind of that been that inconsistent player, but I feel like this is the year he's putting together the consistency. And I could easily see 100 to 150 yards and two touchdowns again. You don't you don't see that this could be the game for DK Metcalf and they start kind of fading Lockett in because that's the thing I'm worried about because apparently Metcalf's been kind of unhappy with his uh, although he had 11 targets last week so I don't know what he's yeah, been that's what about. I'm saying I mean Metcalf just hasn't looked good Lockett's been wide the fuck open beating everybody on all his routes why would they stop I think that they got a veteran yeah. quarterback that knows that they don't need to baby the baby receiver and gonna use what works. Tyler Luck, it's working. Yeah. Then uh, looks like we're all kind of fading Gerald Everett now. I, man, I was so excited for Gerald Everett after week one. Now, granted, you know, the volume wasn't high with only two catches for 20 yards and the touchdown. But what I liked about Everett was they got one of the Rams coaches in there now. So, you know, they know what he can do. And that play was designed for him. So I thought Everett was like, hey, hell yeah, like. Nice to see what he can do, but then last week he just absolutely shat the bed. He's getting so. in on a lot of snaps, seventy-two percent and eighty percent. But like they aren't—they only got four targets. Yeah, he has three catches. But on it's because Tyler Lockett keeps catching forty-yard touchdowns. They don't need to throw it to nobody else. Accurate. I mean, you're not <laughs> wrong, but at the same time, you're 
but don't play Gerald Everett. I I just don't think you can. I have to. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Kirk Cousins play that man. Dalvin Cook. Okay. If Dalvin Cook's out, where? Because I like we all love Dalvin Cook. You know he's all he's a top five running back. Can't argue with that. But Alexander Madison, definitely a uh, a name to keep an eye on. But I mean. Okay, if 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 Cook is out, Madison, where where are we are we do we do fire him up? Like, what did we do? If Cook is out, I mean, I have Madison at fifty three, ranked fifty third, regardless. But I would put him, I would put him as a st- strong flex to an RB two range because again, I don't think he's nearly as good as Cook. He's got talent, but I would say RB two to a flex range if Cook is out. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, there was that one game last year where Cook got hurt, I think right at the beginning of the game, and Madison came in and absolutely lit the – I think he was the number one running back that week. And then the following week, he was like the the running back like 36 when he was the starter. So I, I think you play him, but he's going to be in that um, – he'll probably be in that RB2 flex, you know, low, low RB2, high RB3 flex option yeah. out there. But you, you 100% know, you, agree there. Uh, let's see. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, play both of those guys. Man, Thielen, so much for that regression that people were afraid of. Fuck, he's uh, he's looking really good out there. I mean, he guy lives in the end zone. I mean, I was worried. Yeah, I was worried about the uh, the regression just because you know the age, you know, Justin, the emergence of Justin Jefferson. But actually, you know, we we fuck Adam Thielen. We we know that is KJ Osborne. That's a name that's actually very interesting to me right now. Um, none of us ranked him because it's kind of like that unknown thing. But he's the wide receiver eighteen right now. So I mean, I, I'm playing him. I and, and given I said I'm ahead. playing him in one of our leagues. Have to, but yeah, I was gonna yeah I was gonna say I, I think uh, I think I overlooked him. And realistically, he's probably a top 36 wide receiver realistically i think he's a wide receiver three with upside i mean just given what's going on then the the implication from what vegas thinks the the point total is going to be i i think you can actually play kj osborne this week and actually feel confident doing it yeah yeah he's looked great so far i think he is sucking some life away out of jefferson but it's almost a good thing that the ball's getting spread around more for the offense so it makes it harder for fantasy yeah, but... well, it's one of those things where yeah, it's great for real life football, but it sucks being a fantasy manager of Justin Jefferson. You're like, damn. Yeah, but it's still but, great. Since you want players that are on teams that are going to score a lot, and when they have this ability, like, yeah, you you might get asked out on a couple of games, but at least these players have a high upside where they're going to score. The team's scoring a lot. Oh, plus it's good because if KJ Osborne stays a viable passing option out there. It takes coverage away from Justin Jefferson. That makes him open for other things. So, like, so if you're, you know what, if you, I don't think you are, but if you're a fantasy manager out there and you've been kind of upset about Justin Jefferson, better days are coming. The talent is still there. He didn't all of a sudden just get bad at football. Just wait. It's going to be fine. Although, hey, to me, if someone's trying to sell him, get all the shares of Justin Jefferson if you absolutely can. Why are you shaking I'll trade no. you Justin Jefferson, Josh. I don't want Justin. Let's do it. <laughs> I know. I, I like I'll him, but I have KJ Osborne. I have to start them both in the same league. That's not very helpful. 
We'll talk off air All about right. this. We'll talk. I'll take your call <laughs> off the air. I'm I'm interested. I'm interested. Tyler Conklin. Anybody playing him? No. No. <laughs> Moving on. The Tampa Bay Brady's heading over to Los Angeles, taking on the Super Bowl champion, soon to be Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. Vegas has the over under fifty five and a half. Tampa Bay favorite at minus one and a half. I don't even know about that spread. I'm not even going to talk about that. But Tom Brady, you're playing that man. He's just – how is it – okay, Tom Brady – now, granted, the NFL has changed over the years. But Tom Brady is on pace to throw more touchdowns in his 40s than he did in his 20s, which is fucking crazy. It's crazy, but you also yeah. said it. He's all the be- football's changed, you know, like it, it's favoring the quarterback a little more now. It's the spies. He has nine touchdowns right now. He's fucking good. That's fucking crazy. Good Lord. But, yeah, you you play Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette, he's in that RB2 flex range. Ronald Jones, I didn't even rank him because I don't don't know what you do with Ronald Jones at this point in time. I don't think you can play him. If you have to play him, I'm very sorry. That sucks. But, you know what? I Actually, I heard a thing, and it actually makes a lot of sense. Now, granted, Ronald Jones wasn't a high draft capital player, but it's week three now. Draft Where you drafted a player shouldn't really dictate who you're playing at this point in time because now you got to try to get wins. You're getting a better idea of what players are capable of. Got to win. So, sure, maybe you drafted a guy round five and you drafted this guy in round eight, but guy in round eight is producing. Play guy in round eight. I mean, that's... Oh, Carolina just won. I don't think anybody was surprised about that. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, okay. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown probably out. So I didn't rank Antonio Brown because I'm pretty sure he's out. So we all have Evans and Godwin ranked about the same. Tough matchup this week, though, with you know Jalen Ramsey. He's modern-day Daryl Revis. Are we, so we got to move them up by default, right? But... Are we are we confident in Godwin and Evans? Like who who if you had to pick one between the two? Who I want to you know, know who Ramsey's gonna cover too, but I'd probably pick Godwin also. I think I'd pick Godwin as well because I'm pretty sure Evans is the one that Ramsey shadows or follows most of the game. Correct? At least that's what's happened. In right, the past. Ramsey's gonna follow the outside receiver. Godwin plays a majority of his snaps in the slot, if I'm not mistaken. So I think he's not gonna really get followed around. And he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the move guy. I think they're just going to have Jalen Ramsey sit on Evan or on uh, Mike Evans all game. Yeah, yeah. And then play Gronk until further. Do Gronk you move Scotty Miller up into a position where he could play like a flex with Brown out or not even? Nah, I'm I either. Just wonder. Wait, I mean, especially with with Gronk also finding the fountain of youth right now. I just I don't. Yes, Scotty Miller falls into that Antonio Brown role, but he's not Antonio. I mean, Brown. they're in Florida. They may have been going to Alex Rodriguez's old doctor. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Damn, maybe <laughs> getting that that blood spindle uh, <laughs> thrown into you and little little HGH. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other side of the ball, Matt Stafford. I'm a little lower than him than you guys, but, you know, you still play him. I mean, he's been absolutely lights out this year so far. Um, Daryl Henderson, if he is out, are you guys playing Sony Michelle? Yeah, I'd probably. If if Daryl Henderson's out, I would probably put Michelle where I ranked 
Henderson. I've got Henderson at 27, and I think Michelle can step into that role and probably produce just as well. I, the, Michelle doesn't catch the ball, though. He's going to have to. Who the fuck Henderson's else is there? Pretty, <laughs> I'd, I'd still fun. move him up more. Put it this way. I If Henderson and Cook are out, I'd rather play Michelle than Madison. Wow. All right. All right. It's a little love there for Sony Michelle. I wouldn't. I have Sony Michelle in the league, and I'm not even. I have okay. The running backs I have in that league, I have Javante Williams, Sony Michelle, and Ronald Jones, and I'm playing Javante Williams out of those three because fuck the other guys. Uh, Cooper Cup, lighting the world on fire. Uh, Robert Woods, you play that man. Tyler Higby. Fish, you seem to be the one that's high on him. Is it because you just think there's going to be a lot of points? Like he's going to be half. Is it, are they like they're going to force him the ball more or less because they're going to be having to score points? I wouldn't necessarily say they're going to force the ball, but they're. I think they're just going to have to pass more, especially with Henderson potentially out and playing against the high-powered offense. I think it's a good defense where some of their receivers they're going to have to spread the ball around more than they've had to recently. And this yeah. is his chance to prove himself. I don't know. Cause I, I'm a, I'm a, I was a Higby guy. Like I love Tyler Higby, but I'm, I'm just a little concerned because of the one catch for eight yards last week. Um, yeah, but the week before I, he had five just, it, for 68, like can't, you can't yeah, really I mean, gauge the one wrong. less target game. If they were both like that, I'd definitely be concerned, but they weren't. Uh, but the linebacker core for the the Buccaneers is much better than um, – actually, no, that's not true. Indianapolis got a great linebacker core. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think if, if you have to play him, you have to play him. I, I'm a little nervous about him. Moving on, San Francisco 49ers taking on the Green Bay Packers at home. Vegas has the over-under at 49.5. San Francisco favored – at minus three and a half, I'd take Green Bay in the points. I think Green Bay wins this game. I think they found their groove, and San Francisco is beat to shit. They are – I'm worried. I'm worried about them. Rome, you're my 49ers guy. Are you worried? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> no not worried. There wasn't a lot of confidence <laughs> in that, like, no. Here's what it is. Ha- hashtag yeah, analysis. Here's, here's what it is. I actually think they can beat them. I think that the defense – I don't know. Maybe not. I'm hoping they can get Kittle kind of rolling. <laughs> they need to really get the passing game going because at this point, when you say everything is catastrophic injuries and all this stuff, it's really just the running back room that's fucked. As of right now, Debo Samuel is playing the best he's ever played. George Kittle is not playing great, but he's still blocking at a high level. Garoppolo is playing just fine. I don't really care what the hell is going on with Ayuk, but if they can get him rolling in this passing game, I feel like the passing game is what Shanahan wants to do anyways. So I do think that they can beat him. And I think that what's the over under on this? I think they're both going to score uh, points. 49 and a half. I, I take the over because I think they're both going to be scoring a shitload of points. I think both defenses sure. are kind of beat to shit and really not what they were, especially in Green Bay. So I just think it's gonna this is gonna be a shootout, which never would have been the case a couple of years ago. Then never would have come out of my mouth, but yeah. All right. 
well, on the uh, the Green Bay side of the ball, you're playing Aaron Rodgers. He just, I, I think we now saw the Aaron Rodgers we're used to last week. So I think not, I think week one was more of a fluke, if anything. Um, so, you know, fire up that man. Aaron Jones, you're playing him. Devontae Adams, you play him. Uh, Robert Tunyon, in, interesting guy. Um, he did have the touchdown last week, which which is nice to see. Do we think it's it's back to Tanyan season? Do you think it's it's back at full go? You think he's ready to rock and roll? I don't. Rome, you're my Ro- Rome's guy. highest on him, but also, what, here's my opinion on Tanyan: is he's their second best receiver? If you really look at the way he's playing, I mean, not like he doesn't get targeted like it. But I've said that before the season started. If they target this guy more, he will produce. Yeah, I agree. I'm just hoping that those targets go up. I mean, the targets have been down for sure, and so is the snap percentage for him. Uh, he is a touchdown-dependent tight end, but I do believe that he can get a touchdown almost on a week-to-week basis with Rodgers. If Rodgers plays the way he did last week, Tanyan is still a very viable option, which is why I've got him rated so high. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So other side of the ball, Jimmy G. Hope you have other options out there. Elijah Mitchell. I mean, I ra- we, I ranked him you know in the RB two range. I'm a little concerned about some of the banged up injury stuff, but he'd be the only running back that I'd be comfortable playing with. And it looks like you guys agree to no one else ranked the other guys. Debo, you play him. Brandon Ayuk. I don't think you you can't play that man. Uh, not not until you see something from him. And then uh, George Kittle, I mean, he's still a top 10 tight end option out there, even though he's not producing like it. But I, I think in order to keep this game somewhat within reach of, of hopefully winning, you gotta you got to get Kittle involved in the passing game. I mean, Debo has been an absolute monster, which is great, but George Kittle is a monster. I mean, unfortunately, he does everything good that you want your tight end. He can catch, he can block, but you got to get him to catch. Start throwing the fucking ball to him. You know, he set the tight end record that year that then Kelsey broke like a game later, but that's, or even, or maybe it was later that afternoon Kelsey broke it. But still, that man held the record for like two hours. So, I mean, did they forget it? No. So fucking use him like that. I don't know what you guys are doing. And finally, the last game that we're going to be breaking down is your Monday night football game. We have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Dallas. I don't know why I keep reading it backwards. Dyslexic, I guess. But Vegas has the over-under at 52. Dallas favored at minus four. I would 100% take Dallas. I think Dallas wins this game. I I think Dallas is finally getting back to that. I mean, you know, low-scoring game against the Chargers, but I I, I think they're finally figuring out their their rhythm. But Philadelphia side of the ball, Jalen Hurts, we all have him in the top 10, so you're playing that man. You know, the Dallas defense does not scare anybody. Uh, Miles Sanders, you play him. Kenneth Gainwell, desperation flex, maybe. I'd I'd still kind of wait. Devonta Smith, Fish, you're the highest on Devonta Smith. Is it because Dallas's defense is bad? Yeah, that's about it. I, <laughs> Fair I, enough. Good. I'm Dallas fine with like... even playing like Rager as a wide receiver three, or maybe you know in a three wide receiver league. I guess I should say. Uh, gross. It's gross, but I mean, I don't trust that man. I don't I trust anybody that's playing Dallas's defense. Huh? I I get, can't argue with that. Dallas Goddard, especially if Zach Ertz is out, 
Uh, Zach Ertz has been placed on the COVID herpes list as of today. So I love, I, I think Goddard has great upside if Ertz is out. I, I think that's been limiting his ceiling. Um, so you, you play that man. Other side of the ball, Dallas, Dak Prescott, you know, hey, comeback player of the year. So what I want to talk about here, our rankings are off on the running backfield. And I think you guys are incorrect. And I'm going to correct you guys right now. You go fuck yourself, sir. So you guys have... You guys have Zeke in the top 10 and Tony Pollard in the 40. So kind of like in that flex range. I have them very closely ranked. I have Zeke at 16 and Pollard at 21. Now, reason being, hear me out. Yana, let me plead my case. <laughs> it's getting closer to the timeshare now. If you look at Tony Pollard with the ball in his hand, he's more explosive. He's faster. He's got less miles on those legs and, and they're using him in the passing game. They're, they're getting him carries. And I mean, his snap percentage has gone up from week to week. So, you know, if you look at Zeke week one, 84% week two, 71 Pollard week one, 24 week two, 34. So it's slowly, I think it's, I don't want to say it's a full blown committee timeshare kind of thing, but I think they're going to keep finding ways to get Pollard into the game. And I'm actually kind of worried about Zeke this year. I, I just, he's still, he's still a dominant guy, but only 16 carries last week. Now he had 71 yards in the touchdown, but he's not getting involved in the passing game anymore. Two targets the last two weeks. I mean, he has two catches. He has four catches on the year. Pollard has seven, you know, so I, I think Pollard is getting that passing game role from him. So I'm I'm just I'm a little little worried. I'm hesitant to say it's a timeshare after one game. Agreed. He had one yeah, Tony Pollard had thirteen carries, hundred and nine yards. He was looking on fire. He's not gonna look like that every week. We've seen what Tony Pollard could be, and that is not what Tony Pollard usually is. Now if he is like that consistently, then yeah, he probably it'll be a timeshare, but I would have to see it more than one game. To say, yeah, it's a timeshare. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not saying it's a timeshare. I'm just saying that that he's getting involved. He's taking plays away from Zeke. Like, if Zeke had 100% of the running back touches like he did in the past, then I'd have no problem putting Zeke in the top 10. But right now, I just, I'm lowering Zeke just because Pollard is getting his plays now. He's getting his passing down work. And he's take, he got 13 carries last week. Now, if Zeke had 30 carries last week, I wouldn't feel this way. But 16 for Zeke, 13 for Tony, it just it has me a little concerned. But yeah, I just think Zeke's the type of player that can take 16 carries and be in the top 10 in running backs. I agree with that 100%. And I think that – I'm at, here's the thing. I'll kind of turn this on its head a little bit. I'm actually okay with him – taking 84% and 71% as opposed to 100% because it's going to keep him healthier longer. Like, this guy was taking snaps for days and days and days all through these last, what, four years that he's been in the league? Five years? Six years? Six years. I I think that this is going to be good for him because I agree with you, Fish. I think he can take 16 carries. And turn it into 71 yards and a touchdown. No problem. That's just, I, I feel like Zeke is still the option. I'm cool. Listen, if they can get Pollard rolling, if they can get him going like they're like they're trying to do, 
it just puts another running back out there that's viable, at least in a flex position or, you know, who the fuck knows, an injury filler if anything ever does happen to Zeke. Okay. I mean, I'm just, like I said, last point I'll make, as of right now, Zeke's the running back 26 on the year. Pollard's the running back 12 on the year. Now, Pollard's not going to finish the year as 12, and Zeke's not going to be that low. I'm just saying. Just saying. I think you have a valid point. Don't let me say I told you so in like three weeks. You have a valid point. I'm just not ready to go that far yet. That's fine. Okay, moving on. Wide receivers, Cooper, Lamb, you're playing both. And that is it for Dallas. I'm not interested in their tight ends because I don't know which tight end is going to be the guy. It looks like Jarwin is their main tight end. But that's the thing. If you could combine the stats of both tight ends to make one tight end, then it's fine. But the fact that it gets split 50, 50, basically between the two of them, I don't like either. Yeah, it fucks it up. So unless one of them gets hurt again, then I'd be fine with one of the tight ends, but you just can't, you can't do it. So don't do it. Be don't, you know, I'd rather play Jared cook than either of the Dallas tight ends. So I agree. Yeah. But Cool. Hey, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. We broke down the NFC matchups for you. So we talked about every game for you guys. Tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about our starts of the week. Big Rome's going to be out teaching children to hold his pocket when they walk in places. That's correct. (laughs) But again, thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate the support. Got starts of the week tomorrow. So we'll catch you then. Uh, Get us on socials at FilthyFBallShow on Twitter at filthy fantasy football show on instagram send in your emails to filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com and again thank you so much guys good luck love you king josh josh the king Big rome fantasy fish have a good one y'all